0: I found 1212 right after I miscarried our first baby, and I got connected with them. And before 1212, I felt very alone. After I got connected with the podcasts and the small groups, I had people to come alongside with me
1: in this journey that I'm on.
2: Impact stories like this one are only made possible by donors like you. To donate to 1212 Ministries, text the word 12 to 345-345. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Sis, you doing a good job. 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 Hey! Okay, I have a confession. I believe I have a healthy obsession with TikTok. <laughs> so thank you for indulging me in my assist, you doing a good job rendition okay anyway hey guess what you guys this is our very last throwback episode i'm so excited we are dropping brand new episodes all of the things next week and i'm excited to give you one hint of some newness that will be happening drum roll okay we're partnering up That's all I'm going to share. That's all I'm going to say. But next week, all of the things. I'm so excited. Okay, so for our last throwback episode, we're going to be talking with Heather Butler. I'm so excited about this conversation. She's just so kind. She loves the Lord. She loves his people um, and just really has a heart to minister to women. Um, So welcome to the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. And here is my conversation with Heather Butler. you
1: know just for the opportunity to talk with you today oh thank you thank you so you guys i have to tell you so i've never met heather and we had such a fun time really just trying to find a time to time to (laughs) chat and and, you know and work out all of the things uh but you know we just were connected via social media in the infertility and loss communities. Uh, but also, I have to give a shout out to one of my absolute favorite organizations, Gathering Hope. I love them so much, Peyton Ooh-hoo. and Carol. I know, mm-hmm. those are my girls. And so I'm just <laughs> I'm so glad that I was able to connect with Heather through them. And so again, Heather, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you. And I agree. I'm obsessed with Gathering Hope. So that was a neat little heart connection. I
1: love it. Yes. Okay. And so really, we are just talking about this side of heaven. And you guys, that is Heather's ministry. And so I would love to just start off just by reading a few Bible verses that were on my heart. And then um, I'm going to get out of the way and just let Heather share. So the first one is Philippians 4, 7. And it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. In Ephesians 6.10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And one of my all-time favorites, Lamentations 3.22, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. I love that.
0: I love the verse also that comes right after they're new every morning. Yes. Like, oh man, don't we need that every morning? I know I need that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So Heather, I would love for you just to kind of start off and maybe just tell everyone about you and your sweet family.
0: Okay. I um, live in the Rocky Mountains with my fabulous husband of almost 11 years and we have four beautiful babies, eight, six, four, and two and well my six year old she's not quite six; she's five days away from six,
1: so we are
0: revving up in celebration. I'm like a a month celebrator, so but it makes yes. it easy to remember two, four and six, and eight <laughs> um, They are the loves of my life um and i i they are when I look at them, they are just each of them symbols of god's faithfulness because my story did begin with a loss so it's not you know from the outside looking in we do look like um this sweet fun little family but there are so many layers and they go so deep um so truly even on hard days i i'm just thankful for them and um the lord's faithfulness to our family and to my mama heart
1: <laughs> that was beautiful And so will you just kind of, let's just jump into really just your story and how your ministry got started and just tell us all of the things.
0: Okay, sure. Um, So in 2011, um, my husband and I, we decided let's start making babies. So (laughs) we got serious about it. And shortly after um, we became pregnant and it was just everything felt right. We immediately went out. Um, I started a baby registry. Like this baby was probably the size of like a sunflower seed at this point. So, but we signed up for all the things the baby needs, right? Like a stroller at this point and teethers. and we were just so incredibly excited. We felt the timing was just so beautiful and so right. And every morning before my husband went to work, he would just lay his hands on my stomach and we would just pray over our baby. Like this baby was covered in prayer (laughs) and covered in love and was just wanted so, so um, deeply, so much. And then at about 13 weeks, um, it was a Saturday. So my husband was um, home with me and we, we got up and started our weekend routine. And I went to the bathroom and I realized that I was bleeding. And at first, I think we were just completely shocked. I, at this point, um, in my life, I think I was 24, 25 maybe, and, um, I was healthy and I was young and this baby was so loved and wanted. I, it just was, I could not connect those dots that this was actually happening. I was, I was, had never been a part of, the lost community. I didn't know what that looked like. I, I knew what a lot of people still kind of believe is it's rare. doesn't happen often or, you know, maybe the mom is sick or something happens, but I was young and healthy and this baby was loved. And so we spent that um, first day just praying over our baby, praying, praying, praying. And I don't think I've ever um, pleaded with the Lord like I had that day and we you know called my midwife and she just her voice was just pretty nope this is what's happening and this is what you you know can expect and it just I felt like I was just floating like this was not reality I didn't feel grounded at all but as the day went on the pain got worse and worse and worse and towards the evening I couldn't stand I couldn't think and Um, even my midwife had not prepared me for what I now know. These were labor pains. I was in labor with our baby. And so um, I told my husband, I was like, either we have to call an ambulance or we have to go to the ER. Like I could not even function at that point. And we went to um, the ER and everybody was so tender and so gracious and so loving. And I know that they had seen moms come in losing babies before, but I did not feel like a number. I everyone I encountered um was very tender to my heart and my body. And shortly after I was there, um I delivered our lavender baby. So we we named our first baby Lavender. And I remember just laying in this ER bed and thinking, how how? How is this happening? And I remember um, you you just shared Philippians 4, 7, that verse poured over me. It didn't, it wasn't a fleeting thought. It poured over me, the heaviness of it, the depth of it poured over me. And I just remember thinking in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I had known that verse for basically my entire life, but it was this night where Something clicked. it was almost like this meaning that I had never fully grasped before, because on one hand, I had just lost our first baby. It was traumatizing, it was painful, both physically and emotional, and yet there was this peace just physically wrapping itself around me, and those two things were happening at the same time and I think that night changed um, how my faith really Was solidified in the Lord because I trusted the Lord before. I knew He was faithful before. But to walk through something like that, for something so supernatural like that to happen, um, really it changed my heart. It changed both of our lives. And so we came home um, early the next morning. We were there kind of all night, and you know my condo it didn't look the same. Nothing looked the same. Nothing felt the same. The the deep, um, I, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and it was like my spirit was already crying before my body woke up, and I was just, I would just be scream crying because I had never known um, such a loss, and for a loss to come from your own body, like you know, your baby is a part of you from the beginning, from the beginning. So when that's taken away, um, you really feel like there's such a peace missing from you that can't be um, put back together, at least on this side of heaven, that side of heaven, different story. Um, And I, I, we posted on social media, please just be, be praying for us that we lost our baby. And all of a sudden, all these text messages and phone calls and emails, I mean, any sort of avenue people could communicate with us, these messages started pouring in of me too, me too. Oh, I lost a baby too. And women that I had known for 10 years were sharing stories with me for the very first time of how they've lost one baby, two babies, three babies. Mm-hmm. And my heart was just broken for them because I was very vocal about it from the beginning. And so many of these women felt like they couldn't say anything or who they didn't want to make people sad, who do they share it with? And it was in my early stages of grief where I decided that's not okay with me that these mamas need people to talk to. We need the connection and to be able to share our stories and say our baby's name. So I I started to write um, my book, That Side of Heaven. And I'm a writer. So that's the way that I Prefer to communicate. It helps me, um, process whether it's joy or grief. So writing is just kind of like the natural, um, reaction for me for no matter what season of my life. And so I started writing a book and the purpose of that book was not to be a published author. It wasn't to say that I wrote a book. It was so that I could have something tangible in my hands and hand it to a friend or another mom and say, Hey, you are not alone. And this grief is hard and the loss sucks. There's nothing pretty about it. There's no pretty ribbon to put on top of it. However, I also know that the Lord is faithful and that he does heal. And so I spent almost seven years <laughs> writing that book. I've heard that a book can also be kind of compared to a baby just because the the pains are yeah. so like you are in it. You are mm-hmm. in it and it's your heart on paper and um a few years ago it was published and I've been handing them to any mama who you know could possibly find healing in it and just a sense of community that they aren't alone and I had five other mamas jump on board and say, "Hey, we are more than willing to share our story and, you know, say our baby's names too. So there's multiple stories in this book because it's not about me. It's about the mama reading this book. And there's a place to journal and scripture because I think, you know, we all process differently. We all need different things at different times. So mm-hmm. I wanted this book to kind of be an example of you are not alone. However, you have breathing room. You can <laughs> cuss and cry and. Um, worship music you do your thing because at the end of the day the lord's faithful and he is in it with you so that's kind of how the book came about how my um truly now my life mission happened but um after we um after we lost our first baby, we had a, our healthy daughter and then when she was one years old um we were pregnant again we we're like hey you know that that was a really hard season and I felt like maybe it was not a fluke but it wouldn't happen again like I had experienced the Lord's faithfulness and i learned so much like we will be good from now on um but when my daughter was one it was Christmas time and um we had started trying again and um We went to a local tree nursery and my husband was bringing in our Christmas tree and I saw these sweet little baby pine cones at the top of this tree and started ugly crying to him, like (laughs) ugly crying, devastated that um and he asked me he was concerned like i it was uh oh my gosh what have we done and he just looked at me like oh my gosh what's going on like what am i missing and i just cried because these little tiny sweet baby pine cones at the top of this tree like the tree had been chopped down those baby pine cones were never going to grow anymore and we were responsible for the death of all these little baby pine cones oh. and he very bravely was like you know what yeah like they were super empathetic maybe we should take a pregnancy test. Like we both were going to pee on the pregnancy test. Right. So, but sure enough, I, did. I was like, ah, oh, that does sound pine cones are cute, but that doesn't really sound like a very, you know, logical reaction here. So we found out that we were pregnant during the Christmas season <laughs> and that's how we did. So every time I look at a pine cone now, I view it very differently. <laughs> and we were about six weeks along and I started to bleed again on Christmas Eve. And my mom had um, come to visit us. And I remember I was walking down the stairs. My hands were shaking. I just found out I was bleeding and I turned around and I started punching our staircase um, to the point it was, it roughed up my knuckles. Like my hands were tender for a few days because I was so incredibly angry that this was happening again. And I, I was not angry at the Lord. I was angry at the enemy because I knew that I was being hit right where it was still tender. Um, but also where I was finding strength and my relationship, my relationship with the Lord was deepening. And of course, that's where he wanted to tear out, tear at my heart. So I was completely angry. And um, we walked through that um, season of loss and grief again. And the difference was I had walked this before. It was very different. The details were different however i i knew these steps well and it didn't make it hurt any less but i knew that the presence of the lord was was there i knew i was not grieving alone and i knew one day um i got to be i would be reunited with my baby so that's something (laughs) to this day i still look forward to
1: heather oh my goodness thank you for sharing that Thank oh, you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I absolutely mm-hmm. was just so encouraged. And I love that you kept going back to how the Lord was is just so faithful. Yes. You know, yes. and I am just so appreciative of you just talking about your grief. You know, I think that's something, you know, in the loss and infertility community is that we, we think that grief is like the straight road <laughs> you know right and exactly that, that you can't you know you can't be upset or you can't you know it's like you have to act a certain way do a certain thing um you know and so i i am so grateful that you shared that
0: oh thank you yes i'm very um i mean to this day i'll have moments where i have a prayer shawl that was given to me um the night we lost lavender and sometimes you know as i walk by i'll just kind of rub my fingers across it it's just so soft and um this has been, I mean, October, 2011. So we're coming up on almost a decade (laughs) and it doesn't feel like that. And I'll still cry, you know, and um, you're, you're so right. It's not grief starts here and then you walk this road and boom, you're healed. It truly is a spiral. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I have learned about, grief is that it is a lifetime process that never ends and that that shouldn't discourage that shouldn't be a sad thing because you know when we lose a baby we lose a lifetime worth of hopes and dreams and expectations and memories we lose all of that so doesn't it make sense that we would carry that with us forever and it can our babies become a beautiful mark on our lives that we like your podcast shining your light, my babies are a huge part of any sort of light that I can offer people it it's it reflects the light of Jesus, and so I'm so thankful for their lives, but I do know it will be a lifetime of missing them and aching for them
1: yeah, I would love to just keep going with you know talking talking about grief because you know do you mind just maybe talking to that woman you know who is out there and she is just grieving and just does not see her way out right now
0: yes I first of all I just want to say I know how how heavy you feel but also how empty you feel and I've never known those two things together I I know the tender Hours, days, weeks, months after how you feel like you're sitting in the corner in the shadows and you're watching the world go on and live its life and you feel changed and you feel like you will forever be changed, which is true. You will never be the same. However, I want you to know that the Lord is faithful in your life and he is not afraid of your grief and he grieves with you. And I think sometimes, um, we can question, you know, why, why did this happen? And that's completely natural. some of my mamas are so angry at God and they feel guilty for that. And what I always tell them is, you know, first of all, grief is so incredibly complex. There is no one way, perfect way to grieve. The Lord wants you to allow him into those parts of your heart. You do not have to have things tidy or looking pretty. Allow him into the parts of your heart that even include the angry parts or even include the parts that you feel like maybe you can handle on your own. He wants to be a part of all of that. And he wants to walk this journey with you. And he promises that this darkness and this grief will last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. Does that mean we're happy that we've lost our babies? Absolutely not. Are we changed forever? Absolutely. However, the rawness that you feel in your heart, that raw, tender sting in your heart, it will heal and it will become a beautiful scar one day that will be a testament to the Lord's faithfulness and to your heaven baby or heaven babies. So I think that would be my biggest thing is don't shut the Lord out. Let him into every single room of your heart, every single part of your heart. And it does get softer. It doesn't necessarily get easier because I still cry. Sometimes it does get softer.
1: I love all of that. Oh my goodness. I was like, is she talking to me? (laughs) Oh, like you're talking, (laughs) talking to myself. Oh my goodness. so so amazing and especially just letting god into all parts of your heart yes so good heather thank you so much for today
0: oh it truly was my honor i appreciate whenever i can share about my lavender and my pine um Mm -hmm. i it it gives me another layer of healing on my own
1: heart so um, thank you for this opportunity that's beautiful. So tell us really quick. So, how can we find you and your book, you know, online or your socials?
0: Sure. So, uh, my book is on Amazon. It's also on my website, thatsideofheaven.com, and then Instagram and Facebook at thatsideofheaven. So, pretty straightforward and
1: easy to remember <laughs> the
0: way I need it. <laughs>
1: Love it. So Heather, I have your final two because this podcast is all about Matthew 5.16 and letting your light shine for the Lord. And I truly believe that God uses our story to change the world. So how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today?
0: Oh, the not easy way, right? Like I think um, times in my life, and I think this is probably in general for humanity, unfortunately, the the times of loss and ache are the times that um, really can push down roots into something amazing and something life-changing. And um, I've loved the Lord and I've given Him my life for a very long time since I was young. However, walking these seasons of grief, my two little baby puzzle pieces um has allowed me to step foot on truth and not just kind of know it in my brain but really walk it out and when that happens it's not you know confined to my grief it pours out over into every
1: um aspect of my life so good and i just think you do an amazing job at shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom have you always been that way, and what can you share with us to encourage and help us?
0: Um I think I've always tried, and I have had some really epic fails. Welcome to being a human um, I think I think if we just take one step, one step, one step um i'm I've not done this perfectly forever, but I do love the Lord so much, and He is so gracious and merciful and his forgiveness covers all so without doing it perfectly it's like when my life has been so radically changed by the lord i can't not tell others about him i can't not tell others how i've experienced all of this so um yeah shining shining his light being trying to be a reflection of that it really comes from a place of realizing I'm emptied out and anything that pours out of me is from him.
2: Hey, friends, thanks for listening to this episode of the Purpose Beyond Motherhood podcast. We are a podcast where we hold the microphone so you can hear God's calling and purpose for your life loud and clear. Wanting to quickly remind you of how you can support this ministry and podcast. Number one, you can share the podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review, because doing that, more people get to hear about our show and that means we can make a larger impact for the kingdom. Number two we are on Patreon and so over there you can become a member and get exclusive episodes merch chats with myself and our awesome community and then another way you can support our ministry and podcast is visiting 1212 ministries.org 1212 is a sisterhood of resources, coaching and events to help women discover their purpose and God. And so go check those things out. We're so grateful for you and we will see you next week.